Welcome to the Life in Lawn Care podcast. We're your host, Jesse James. Interviews, industry leaders all the way down to the new business startups, also sharing stories of his own to help you with information, inspiration, all to motivate you with your life in lawn care. Now, let's get into the show. Here, this is Jesse James. Everybody, welcome back to Life and Lawn Care Podcast. Hey, on today's podcast, we sit down with Brian Fullerton for Brian's Lawn Maintenance. Hey, I forgot to hit the record button like the first minute and a half or two minutes in. Can't remember. So it kind of just jumps right into the conversation, but I'd swear you didn't miss much. We just had a good conversation. We've got the topic of today's show is kind of like the economy breaking into it. We get, a, we get into a little bit of politics, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but y'all know how it is. Uh, we're adults. We're having an adult conversation. We're having a good time. And we're just kind of talking. So don't get offended by anything. We're just talking. We're just chopping it up, having a good time. We want to give you guys something to listen to, some different ideas to think about, and just enjoy the show. Appreciate y'all. One comment, you know, um, we we always we always joke and we revert back to like the employee handbook and the employee manual, and it's like worldwide pandemic. Uh, yeah, that wasn't in there. So it's all it's all uncharted territory for all of us, you know. Yeah, man, it's like there's there's just a there's a lot to it, but I I just want to tell everybody like don't don't get scared to it because I think I think the economy is gonna bounce back. I think a lot of people's gonna. Uh, it's hard to look at it now because we got like 16 million Americans forcibly out of work, but that work's still there. Did now you are from <laughs> you're from Michigan, so like you guys had a a really you guys are the worst worst people in the um in the union. Now, how, how, how was that? How that first six weeks when everybody else was working now, I, I know you're, you're, you got two businesses, so you're, you're a little bit blessed with that. But like for the guys who was kind of getting started, did you see a big shift and a lot of people drop off in your industry? Um, well, you know, the, the, the context is we were ready to rock and roll, you know, uh, end of February. It was a pretty tame, uh, uh end of month for February. Uh, March, it went from, you know, 20s and 30s to pretty much 50s and 60s uh, within about that three or four week window. And we were joking up here, a bunch of my landscape friends that this is the first time we've really had a spring in about five years that we can all really remember uh, up here in Michigan. So uh, all through March and April, it's uh, 60 degrees and sunny. And for Michigan, that's uh, that's go mode, you know. Uh, So we were we were looking to do all of our spring cleanups. Uh, we definitely could have got a few mows in uh, through April. Uh, normally, we don't even start cutting grass until typically like the end of April. Um, so, you know, you start adding that all up, uh, you know, extra three or four weeks of mowing, uh, all your spring cleanups, your first round of fertilizer, a little this, a little that. Um, yeah, but and, and, and uh, one of my friends, Mike, he actually uh, explained it pretty well. He said, you know, the first eight to 10 weeks of, uh, of spring is kind of like our Christmas shopping uh, window for like retailers, right? Yeah. So that first eight, 10, 12 weeks is pretty critical. Well, um, you know, again, the, the, the COVID and the pandemic, uh, let, let's, you know, keep it in context. Now it's easy. It's easy to look back on and say, Hey, you know, we might be blowing this thing out of proportion. We might have uh, shut down the world economy for something that's, uh, you know, uh, even less of a risk than just the common flu and the common cold. Um, you can, you can mix politics into there for sure. Right. Um, Frankly, I'm a big politico. You know, I, I saw a lot of this coming uh, right out of the gate. I mean, hashtag election year. Exactly. Um, and, and, you know, and that's the thing, too. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's hindsight's 2020. Now, 
you know, does COVID exist? Is COVID, uh, uh, you know, something that you can get sick and does it affect the elderly? Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt about that. Um, you know, and that's what we all agreed to. We all agreed to flattening the curve, right? That, I mean, you don't, you don't have to get political with, with what we all agreed to. We all said, hey, for the greater good, uh, you know, one of us, you know, the greater good, you know, uh, we said, yeah, let's all shelter in place for two weeks. Um, that is what we all kind of uh, thought would help. And we we're learning from some of the best, uh, you know, what we thought were the experts, right? Well, uh, and the, the idea was, and we always got to keep contacts and keep things in, uh, you know, remember our history that the idea was to flatten the curve. Uh, and then somehow flatten the curve turned into stay at home, save lives. And then somehow that turned into um, not until there's a cure. And then that's now turned into not until there's a vaccine. And then, you know, we're 120 days into this bad boy. Um, and most of the country is still under uh, mandates. They're still under mask orders. There's a lot of uh, infringing of civil, li- uh, civil liberties. There's been, um, you know, political uh, gains. There's been political loss. So, you know, it's always interesting, you know, I run a lot of landscape company and, and, you know, I enjoy politics, but I don't try to mix politics into my content. However, it's kind of where, like, if you're a Christian and you're a businessman, like, I don't really separate them. You know what I mean? I'm a Christian exactly. businessman. Exactly. So I'm, I'm a conservative person. Um, and I'm, so I'm also a conservative businessman. Uh, and I just think that it's really interesting. Uh, I think a lot of people have played their cards. Um, I, if you, if you had ears to hear and eyes to see, you know, four or five months ago, um, you probably could have started to see some of the, uh, the folks that wanted to use this to their benefit. And honestly, it's both sides. I mean, you know, one, one side wants to spend, one side wants to give it away. One side wants to reinvest. One side wants to have, uh, entitlements and handouts. And you know what? Like, frankly, dude, I don't get super lost in the mud, you know, yeah. uh, lost in the woods with, with what side you, you guys are on listening to this. Like, I, I respect all sides. I, I, I'm pretty, um, actually pretty, like, moderate dude in the middle. Like, I, I can see both sides on a lot of things because, you know, I grew up dirt poor. I grew up with no silver spoon. And, and Liz and I have a little bit now, but we're, we're still not, you know, uh, in the 1% or anything of that nature. So right. That's always I, the end I, goal. That's always the end goal is to make is to make most money. Make make the most you can while you're here because, uh, you know, once you go then, to the glory of God, once you get called yeah, up. There, there, yeah, there's nothing wrong with succeeding. And so I, I see a lot from both sides. Um, I just – where it really started to affect me and just me personally. Um, and, you know, I don't know if all of your listeners or viewers are, agree with this. And that's okay. Like, we, what I like to do is have this all conversation, you know, where we can – I can share my opinion. You guys can share yours. I'm not saying you're right. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying you're wrong. Um, you know, I'm not saying I'm wrong. I just like to have conversation. And where we – we got to start finding places where we can all come to agreement. Um, you know, there, there's a, a philosophy out there. It's called like a zero-sum game where – if I get what I want and you don't get what you want, I win. But if I don't get what I want and you get what you want, then I lose. And what I'd rather see is I get half of a point. You get half of a point. We both win because we both come to agreement. And there's just not a lot of that right now uh, in, in our society, let alone in politics. I mean, there's somebody's got to be right. Somebody's got to be wrong. And, you know, two things can be right at the same time, you right. know, and that's okay. And I feel like, um, by design, there's been a lot of divisiveness in this country, um, maybe even starting back about 13 years ago. And so, um, you know, you can, you can, you know, go through the weeds if you want on, on all that in between. But uh, I think now more than ever, we're trying to bring this country together. And uh, some people aren't interested in that. Some people uh, want to, uh, you know, play politics. And I mean, guys, come on, like, the bottom line is you, you can read through the, the weeds of what I'm trying to say right now. Like, the people getting played are the people in the middle. 
right. you know, period case closed. Yeah. You know, rich people are going to be rich. Poor people are going to be poor. I think we talked about that on our uh, last podcast, Jesse. Yeah. Um, but the people who suffer the most are going to be the middle class, you know, and that, and middle class being somebody making 25 grand a year to 125 grand a year. So it, it's not an indictment on anybody, but while I saw this really, this is how I can sum it all up in one, one sentence or one visualization. I saw on Facebook and Jesse, I don't know if you saw this, but it was like a, um, just a quick little clip. And it was like two uh, antelope, you know, or deer, you know, wild deer in like, you know, South African plains. The two deer were like just button heads, the antelope, right? They're just going crazy, you know, putting their horns against each other or whatever, right? They're antlers. And, um, and the caption was when, when, uh, when you're too busy fighting within yourselves with, the, with each other, you can't see the real enemy. And, you know, off, you know, 200 yards away was this like stalking, praying lion, right? Oh, uh, or cheetah, whatever it was. Yeah. And so this lion, this lion's like creeping through the high grass, right? And these two uh, antelope can't can't see because they're so thick in the uh, in the in the mud of just fighting with each other. And as you can imagine, the lion's just creeping and creeping and creeping, and he you know jumps out last second and you know tags one of the uh, one of the deer, one of the antelope, whatever. And and so you guys got to realize, like, if you're listening to this, and I don't, I don't care if you're Democrat or conservative, Republican, Christian, atheist. I mean, like, the bottom line, dude, is like. You're, while we're all, all busy infighting, there's a bigger agenda out there. And that's like some conspiracy theory thing. I'm just saying, like, you know, your your freedoms uh, do matter. And if you're not paying attention in this life because, you know, you're busy infighting with your, your neighbor or, you know, the other side of the spectrum, you're too busy making your boat payment and your, you know, your Cadillac Escalade payment because it's always money, money, money. Um, you don't realize your family unit's getting destroyed, man. So, <clears throat> you know, that's that's just where I see things. I, I, you know, again, I, I don't have it all figured out, man. I just, I like to observe. Right. I'm a big, like people, I'm like a big people watcher, Jesse, you know, you ever, uh, you ever go to like your local mall and just like sit on the couches there, you know, and just like watch people go by. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm not going to lie to you. No, I know I don't do that, but I, I can see, I can see, <laughs> I can see Brian and Liz just sitting back drinking their Starbucks. Man, look at, look at that guy over there. I, 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 <laughs> well, I just, I just look at people. Man. I'm not judging. I mean, I swear to God, I'm not judging. Uh, I'm, I'm not that guy. A hard time. But yeah, I, I am. I'm, I'll drink a coffee or eat my little Cinnabon, you know, my little uh, Auntie Anne's uh, pretzels, which are like amazing, right? And um, I just watch people, dude, like watch some families, how they have it together. Watch some families, how they like the kids are rebellious, you know, and uh, you, just, you just look at people, man. So I don't know. I don't know where, where you know, where we're going down this whole rabbit hole. No, but no, what, I'm just, what, I'm just like, I'm just letting you go. But before, before we get yeah. back into, before we get back into anything, I, would, I do want to say you just bought your piece of property and. And I hit you yeah. up on Instagram and was like, hey, man, like, congratulations, you know, because I, for people who don't understand, some 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 guys, you know, are more coming into the world more blessed than others, and, and other guys have to kind of be the grunts. And, and you're kind of sure. the, you were the grunt that had to make it out, which so people don't understand. Trailer Park's the, the, the ghetto for the white trash community, you know. It's, <laughs> when you live in the trailer yeah. park, it's kind of like, ah, it's kind of it is what it is. And yep. Yep. with you, were able to buy a big piece of property, you're building your dream home, doing your thing, but it didn't just for, I want people to know, I look at it, I'm watching it, you know, I'm 30 years old. I'm sitting back. A mm. lot of the, a lot of viewers that we have are, you know, younger. So they don't understand all this stuff just doesn't happen all at once. Like there's a right, lot, right. a lot of hard work and a lot of grind and in, in between there, it just doesn't happen. So for you to actually be able to buy a prime piece of real estate, still close to your route and a beautiful piece of property without Hills and, like all kinds of nonsense yep. on it, man. You did a great job. I just want to say congratulations. 
Hey, if you're really getting some great value out of today's episode of the Life in Lawn Care podcast, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave your five-star rating and review. Really helps us out, helps us grow the show. So now let's get back into today's episode with Jesse James. Thanks, man. Thanks. I really, I really appreciate that. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you, Jesse. Like you just said, I, this is. I've been in business for 14 years. It's my 15th season. Um, we we ran a, a YouTube channel and kind of like made a media company out of it. Um, I, I didn't even know that was a thing. You know, like four or five years ago, I was just reviewing lawn care, landscaping equipment, trying to just pour back and just share my life a little bit. Um, and, and we do have a lot of fun. We're, we're, our channel is all about helping people grow a more successful lawn and landscape company. So there's been a lot of great feedback from that. And, and, and I learned from the community too, but you know, and, and that's the thing too, man. Like, I don't want anybody to think for a second that, you know, I just like arrived here and, you know, I'm some, uh, Spectrum. I've I've gotten the you know the the dole in the you know the bridge card, and we've we've had these kind of assistances, um, which we were really thankful that they existed. Um, and then I've also been on the other side where I'm paying you know uh, a gob of taxes, and I'm writing checks that are for more than I used to make in a year, uh, just five years ago. Right. And and so I, I see both sides, bro. And and I've been poor. I've been you know making a little bit more money. I will encourage everybody to go make more. Uh, it's a lot better than having less. <laughs> uh, but yeah, dude, like the holes with, uh, you know, in your shoes and the, the shirts that were second and third hand-me-downs because, you know, I, I've got older brother. Um, I, I've been there, man. Um, you know, to go to go full circle to what you were saying earlier about um, the economy being up and the economy being down, um, you know, I, I think our industry, the lawn and landscape industry, is still super healthy. You know, just just to be totally honest with you, I, you know, if you, if you listen to, like, uh, the news and, and, you know, pick your channel. It, it is a lot of like drama. It is a lot of uh, unknowns, uncertainty. And, and that's, that is true. That, that is, you know, a factual statement. Like we are all living in unprecedented times where we've been calling it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, now I don't think I subscribe to what everybody's calling the new normal. Um, because I'm not, I'm not getting caught up in the game. I'm not getting caught up in somebody else's agenda. Right. right. Um, but but what I will say is that our industry, the green industry, it's on the grow. It's on the uptick. I mean, all politics aside, uh, if you want to start a lawn and landscape business, uh, I think there's uh, there's no better time than now. Like I'm 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 always um what is it bull or bear when you want to go do something and things are looking up? Is that bull? Yeah, so, I think so. I'm, bull, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not a stock market investor. I, I like uh, businesses and real estate, you know. But but yeah, I'm I'm pretty bullish on on how you can you know be self-employed you know, lawn care aside, I think being an entrepreneur in this country now more than ever uh, has been pretty uh, revealing about, uh, you know, what do they say? Like having all your eggs in one basket. Oh, yeah. So, you know, if you want to start a lawn and landscape company, that's fine. If you want to go franchise three Jimmy John's or two car washes or, you know, a, a movie theater chain, like I think entrepreneurship in America is, is way more secure and a safe bet than working for some of these companies. I mean, you, you cannot turn on Fox or CNN right now, pick your poison, and, and hear about somebody going out of business. I mean, the big guys. I oh, mean, it's, so, it's Lord and Yeah, Lord and Taylor this, some other company that, $100 million company this, billion-dollar company that. 
Um, and, and frankly, dude, you're going to hear a lot more of it as we go into fall and winter, because once a lot of these guys are living on so much uh, borrowed money, it's not even funny that once they try to make it through the holiday season, which they're, they're, they're going to liquidate, they're going to go out of business. A lot of these guys are going to liquidate. They're just trying to get that last, you know, three, three months in the, the, the most profitable quarter for a bunch of these guys is fourth quarter. Right. Um, but I just, I just think January 10th, you're going to hear a lot of, uh, uh, chapter 11, a lot of bankruptcies, a lot of restructuring. Um, and, and you know, it is what it is. I mean, a lot of, again, a lot of these people have, uh, only enjoyed a good economy the last, um, you know, 10, 20 years and things have been going up, up, up. And there's been corrections. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but we, we, we haven't really had a good recession in the last, you know, eight to 10 years. Yeah. And that's what you and, told me last time you were like, dude, I was here in 2008. So don't think that 2007, 2008, you said, you said to me, you know, you're still doing your business. Don't, yeah. don't think that this is all going to be how it is all time. Everybody's just going to have money to throw away. And I just kind of thought, well, I got a couple of years, but here's the thing. Yeah. No one knows what's going <laughs> to, yeah, exactly. Cause I think we recorded in like February or March and then everything just, yep. everything went to crap. Yep. You mentioned uh, the new normal and it reminded me of a quote. Can't remember who it was by, but it's uh, uh, I refuse to go over the cliff with everyone else. The righteous among the nations is it, mm. it, it was when it was talking about Germany back in the time when everything went to everybody went over the cliff, and that yep. that just that was just amazing. And then one more thing I wanted to touch with you is you did something to me that I caught. You mentioned it briefly in one of your podcasts a couple weeks ago, and it kind of caught me off guard. And you didn't spend any time on it, and I think I. I think it deserves merit, but I can understand why you didn't say anything because, A, you don't want to toot, yeah. toot your own horn, but, like, you put your mom on your media payroll, and, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, like, that, like, I, I was driving back from Kentucky, and, because I, I got, I go there all the time, it's back and forth, I just moved to Ohio not too long ago, and I'm driving back, yeah. and I'm just like, I'm just like, almost tearing up, just like, Jesus, get my get yourself together here you know because you're just like but it was real brief and it was real quick because it's like that's that's why we get into business and for people in another way to take it full circle for the guys who you get into business not necessarily to become um uber whatever but maybe maybe you you know people want to scale i, I like where your business is at and i look at it and i'm yeah. like yeah he's cool he's a solo op, op, you know you keep it contained and, but yeah, once you said yeah, you were yeah. able to put your mother on payroll and it was just like, dude, I don't want you going back to the pretty much taxi company if you, for lack of a better term. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, for wow, sure. man, that's awesome. And I, I can, that, that congratulations on that. That's awesome. Thanks, man. I mean, though, that's why we work hard. Well, I mean, and, and for context for some of you guys that uh, haven't heard the whole story, um, we have a friend uh, who also, also has a podcast, Paul Jamison with the green industry podcast. And, uh, Especially came up to our uh, actual house. Uh, we host a little home base and he was going on tour doing some cool things with his podcast and he happened to do a stop up in Michigan. Uh, I invited like 10 different Michigan folks over just to make Paul's life easier. And uh, I have like a little, little podcast studio thing here in my garage. And it was just, it was just way easier for Paul to have 10 people come to him instead of him driving up, up and down the whole, you know, state of Michigan. And uh, I mean, the, the kid was already, the guy was already on a tour for three weeks, you know, in, I don't know, eight different states meeting 12 other different people. Right. So I'm like, well, he's got to be beat. He's got to be exhausted. I know that would catch up with me. So I just said, Paul, let me make it easier. Anyway, we did episode 200 on his podcast, kind of like a little celebration podcast for him. And right. uh, which is just incredible to be at 200 episodes. I just think that's um, such a commitment. Uh, so hats off to my friend, Paul. Um, and then in that podcast, Liz, Liz, my wife and I were telling our story. Uh, and because of the, the growth of our, our YouTube channel and like making this little media company thing, 
Um, and, and we, you know, got our finances a little bit more in order. We're not, we're not perfect. We don't have like 2 million bucks in the bank. Um, but you know, we, we do have some decent cash flow. And, and I've always said, like, if you have decent cash flow, you can, you can do a lot of damage in there. You know, you can, you can take care of a lot of things. And, and so, yeah, long story short, because of COVID, uh, funny how it goes full circle. Uh, my, my uncle's cab company took a huge dip because nobody's traveling. Uh, my mom was uh, a cabbie. Um, she wasn't like, you know, doing the, uh, picking up, you know, uh, people drunk at the bar at 2am cabbie. She was like more like an airport runs and, you know, moving medical documents from hospital to hospital, kind of like a courier. Um, and, and she loved it cause she loves meeting people and, uh, it just kept her fresh, kept her sharp. You know what I mean, Jesse? Right. Um, but yeah, long, long story short, uh, the cab business wasn't, you know, doing anything the last 90 days really. And my uncle, um, came due to re-up on his insurance and I didn't know this, but insurance for like a cab, one car per year is like 13 grand, wow. uh, which is just insane. And you wonder why the cab businesses hate Uber and Lyft is because, you know, Uber and Lyft, I mean, they, they do it for a tenth of that with your own personal insurance. Right. And so they're, they're, you know, one's disrupting the industry. The other one hates the other one. I mean, I, I see, again, I see both sides. I'm not saying one's right. You know, one's wrong. Um, I, I like Ubers and Lyft, but my mom's also a cabbie working traditionally. And, and I see both sides. That's the thing. Like nobody's right. Nobody's wrong. Um, what they need to do is have a conversation about how they can come together and, and reinvent the industry and take the, the best of the old and the best of the new and, and work together. But anyway, you know, what, again, what do I know, Jesse? I'm just, uh, I'm just a, I'm just a low, I'm just a low income worker up here in Michigan. Right. Uh, ask my governor. Uh, so anyway, yeah. So we threw my mom on the, on our media payroll, uh, just to do, uh, administrative, uh, duties. Uh, but basically I wanted her to just be a full-time mom because, um, she wasn't going back to work. The cab business wasn't working. We, we have a little bit of extra. We live below our means. Uh, we live below our means for a reason, you know, and, and when you have that margin, uh, you're able to, to do cool things. And, and I'm not saying she's making like $5,000 a month on her payroll. I mean, you know, she's, she's retired. She's on social security, but I'm like, what's, what's the difference? 500 bucks a month, thousand bucks a month, 1500 bucks a month. Uh, we, we, we can do that. No problem. Right. Um, and by the way, we could do it with our lawn care company. You know, I just, for tax reasons, I, I'm going to put her on the media company, but, um, cause we need more deductions on that company more than the lawn care company. But oh, anyway, sure. um, but we could, we could have added her to the lawn and landscape company for 1500 bucks a month. Uh, it, it, you know, we're doing 17 to 20 every month with the lawn landscape company and it's not, that's, that's gross. Um, but we would have been able to add her to that. No problem. And again, we, we don't like live off our media company income. Like we've never really banked on it. We're not like, you know, what do they say? Like uh, all the cool kids, they like flex, you know, like we don't, we don't flex on anybody. Like we're, we're, we're just like regular people, man. And I just want to have you guys that are getting started with a lawn and landscape business to know that the green industry, dude, it's growing. Like, I mean, Jesse, I mean, you're, you even during all this pandemic and all the COVID stuff. Um, and again, you can have your own opinions on all of that. Of course, that's, that's, you know, I totally respect that. But the bottom line is that business is business and everybody I'm talking to, they're booked out six weeks. They're doing more landscape jobs than ever. Um, yeah. I've, I've taken out more customers at higher prices than ever. Um, every, every company I talk to, they're up 30%, 70%, 92%. Um, and so again, here's always been my attitude. And I learned this from, from Robert Kiyosaki way back was you can have like a, uh, a job that you work at, or you can have a business that you own. And people are always like, well, what's, what's more risky? And everybody always says like a business, but I will, I will totally rebuttal that because this is what Robert Kiyosaki said too. And, and, I, and I do believe it now, you know, 15 years later, when I first read all this text, that you don't, you don't know what's going on at a company you work for. I mean, you might, you might see like a quarterly report or an annual report, but you don't know the, 
you might you might know what some people are doing there, but you don't know behind the deal, uh, behind the scenes if it's uh, turning into uh, a Bernie Madoff. You don't know if it's turning into some company that's way over leveraged in debt. I mean, and to have all of your income in one one spot, one job, one W two, um, to me that's way more risky than somebody who has a business that has. 10, 20, 50, 100 customers, 500, 1,800 customers, 18,000 customers, you know? And yeah, you know, it's a big world out there, man. You lose, you know, the economy dips 10% and, you know, you lose uh, your job and the business. Yeah, if you own a business, you might lose 10% of your customers, but you still have, you know, let's say if you have 100 lawn customers, you still have 90 customers. Right. And you know, that, I mean, that's you're smart too, because you mentioned something you said, yeah. you were like, we're doing better than ever. And, and I know you got a heart out here in a couple minutes, but I'm just going to try to pull it all in is you're absolutely right. Yeah. If, if you don't diversify, if you, if you don't get to more clients, cause I'm only second year in business and I'm right now I'm able to pick and choose. And I have, I, I have a family and wow. I, I'm the only one that's able that's to awesome. work. Yeah, I'm the only one that works in my family, which I choose to be that way. Not because Kayla don't want to work. It's cause yeah. we as a family, I, I don't want to put my kid in daycare and it's just like, it's, it's cool. I'm able to live where I want. I'm, I have, I want more, but where I'm at right now, I'm happy. So there's no, and I'm, I'm picking and choosing, Amen. I'm picking and choosing Amen. and and it's great. And, and one last thing before I hang up with you, I, I know you follow some of the, you follow some of the political stuff kind of like I do. We, we touched on it earlier. Uh, California had yeah. a law, AB5 or something like that. Have you heard of that? Because you, uh, I haven't, I, I I don't really pay too much attention to California. Right. Well, <laughs> what, it, it, it scares me because where, where you're in Michigan, it's uh it's it's going after Uber and Lyft, and it pretty much says you can't have mm. a uh, subcontractors. Everybody in payroll has to be a, a W two or uh, okay. Yeah. So that, I, I have heard of this. Yeah, I have heard of this. Uh, I I didn't know that was the law, but I, I that's the kind of stuff I was alluding to earlier because I, I I do keep up with it a little bit at a distance because um yeah they they're they're arguing right now about employees versus 1099s, right? Exactly, and it scares me because especially where you're at in Michigan and how it normally goes, whatever happens in California goes like uh, Oregon, then it comes to Michigan, then Michigan Ohio does whatever Michigan does, and it's just crazy. And I'm I'm looking at it like. There's some things in the works right now that if you don't, if you're not diversified, if if you do just rely on on everything else, but if you're a solo entrepreneur, it could like save you almost too because if that does come down yeah. the pike, that's going to bust a lot of people up. And I I didn't know I didn't know if you followed into it. It's all still really new, but there's so much news coming all at one time, all the time, and it's just it's just crazy, really. Honest, if you just sit there and look at it, you're like, how do None of this adds up. Like it's all craziness all the time. So I try well, to not talk about too much. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know the full breadth of, uh, of what they got going on, but it's always going to come down to taxes, fees, regulation. You know, somebody's not getting paid, and that's so. So Uber doing what they're doing, or Lyft doing what they're doing, they're circumventing you know millions, if not billions, of dollars in fees, insurances, taxes, liability, and that's you know that's that's not a bad thing either. I mean, uh, a lot of companies these days are, you know, uh, hiring people as uh, contractors, you know, there, there won't be a thing, you know, <laughs> many people have talked about this, but in 10, 20 years from now, there's not going to be too many things called employees. You're going to be a contractor. You're going to be a subcontractor. You're, you're, you're going to go to school. You're going to get an engineering degree and you're not going to get hired in at some company for $60,000 a year with full benefits, a 401k and a pension. That's not, that's not going to happen anymore. These companies can't afford it. You know, the, the global market has changed. The global economy has changed. So instead, what you're going to do is you're going to be uh, a kid, get out of school with a degree, and you're going to uh, somehow, some way, 
I'm not saying you're going to have your own company, but you're going to basically be an independent contractor and somebody's going to contract you out and they're going to say, Hey, we're going to pay you uh, 30 grand a year. Then if you complete this project and all these different loops, then and all these hoops, maybe you'll get to 55 to $60,000 a year, but they're, they're not going to take care of your pension. They're not going to take care of your 401k. They're not going to match. They're not going to give you four weeks vacation. These companies can't afford that. Even the best of them, even the best of them uh, right now that are, you know, solidly financially stable, uh, there, there's no reason to, they, they, they could be making that profit. And, and Uber is the first one to totally like, sort of like deregulate, you know, they're like, look, we don't want uh, 20. Th- I mean, how many Uber drivers do you think there are across the country? A hundred thousand? Uh, yeah, more. I, I mean, yeah. there's, more, there's probably half a million Uber drivers. Yeah. And what you've really done is you've created a half a million entrepreneurs because I mean, everybody runs their own car. And, and, you know, I've met, uh, we've taken Uber a ton, man. When I go on trips for YouTube stuff and, you know, I call an Uber, man. I, I, I love Uber and Lyft. Well, these people are very entrepreneurial, man. Some of them are, um, uh, like minorities, you know, a lot of them are, uh, Hispanic or, or black or, you know, Asian, you know, and they're, uh, immigrants, some of them like from like Honduras or whatever. Um, you know, all, all my white people too, you know, whatever, <laughs> right. like, I mean, I've met like Brazilian people, Portuguese people when we were doing a bunch of Ubers and Lyfts down in like Miami and Orlando. Um, great people. Now, I have never had a bad experience in an Uber or a Lyft. And, and, but all these people, you know what they all do? They all sound like me and you, Jesse. They're all entrepreneurial. Like I get in the car, I go, hey man, how's life? How's business? How's the city? How's the city? And they all say the same stuff, man. Like taxes and fees, taxes and fees, taxes and fees. They hate it. And, and so like, I think... Look, look, if you want to get involved uh, in America, you want to get involved in, in, in understanding how politics works. Like you start a business. I mean, just straight up, bro. Like uh, I'm not getting anybody's crap about how you guys vote or how you guys, you know, um, evaluate things. I'm just letting you know how I look at things, you know. And, and for me, when I was a business owner and I started paying taxes and I realized, in my opinion, where a lot of my taxes were going, weren't really going to things that I uh, supported or thought were actually benefiting things. Like I kind of started to learn who to vote for pretty quickly. Right. And, and, you know, you look, you look at all these Uber drivers, man, and they're all entrepreneurs and, and they're, you know, the most, um, uh, minority ask, uh, category. And typically they vote, you know, blue and, and Democrat, but most of them are the most conservative people you've ever met because they've, they've went from a, a communist or a, a democratic or a socialistic controlled country before. Yeah. And then they come here and they're more entrepreneurial than anybody I've ever met in America. They, they work way harder than any of us that are born here, you know, and, and because they get it. And, and when you live here, you're, you're, whether, you, whether you're black or white, rich or poor, you're privileged because one out of every 17 people are born in America. I mean, so when people like do this whole privilege thing, I'm like, yo, look, if you're even in this country, bro, you're privileged. I don't even want to hear it. I 100% and, and, agree. And I come from a, I come from a background with absolutely besides where I was birthed, uh, I, I have zero privilege, man. So I don't want to hear this, you know, well, it's all, you know, nature versus nurture or this versus that, or, you know, equal outcome versus equal opportunity. Don't, don't feed me that garbage, bro. Because I came from poor. I have a little bit, I could exactly tell you how I did it. And I think that anybody can do it because I'm not overly smart or overly, uh, intellectual. Um, no, you get involved in the right uh, enterprise system, free enterprise, capitalism, you work your ass off, you make a bunch of sacrifices, you, you enrich hundreds, if not thousands, if not millions of people's lives. 
And that will have a net result of you earning more income than you would ever imagined. And it's just a really, really simple formula. I mean, you got to have the right policies. You have to have integrity. And that's, that's all economics is. It's the right policies. It's integrity-based. And that's capitalism, bro. And again, like, this goes full circle of starting a long landscape company. I mean, maybe you're listening to this. You got a good job. That's fine. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm definitely not getting anybody's, you know, thing. If you got a great job, maybe somebody's working at Amazon making 90,000 bucks. That's totally fine, bro. But at the same time, we always talk about diversifying investments, right, Jesse? Right. Um, but nobody talks about diversifying income. And, and for me personally, if I didn't diversify my income, having multiple different streams of income from YouTube and lawn care and other investments, like, dude, we would have gotten wiped out back in March, April, May, because my governor, which I, you know, pretty publicly don't agree with a single thing that she's done. Yeah. Um, she's still in control, bro. And other than me grabbing an AR and, you know, literally having a revolt, which I'm not interested in doing yeah, currently. Caveat. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that option is always on the table, but that's not where it's went to. Um, you know, I still have to respect what she's doing. I don't agree at all, um, but I have to follow uh, what, what she has uh, mandated. Okay, well, that's fine. So, if, but I'm not going to let her ruin my family uh, income. So I have to take responsibility of that. There's going to be things that you can't control, bro. And so maybe, maybe you got a good job. Okay, well, go get, you know, 20 vending machines on the side. You know, go start a tech review channel on YouTube. Go start a personal blog about cooking or baking, whatever, what, you know, whatever your thing is. Um, I, I know on our podcast and in, in your podcast, we talk a lot about lawn and landscaping. Like, man, you can, you can absolutely start a lawn and landscape company. It's like, I know it's not like perfectly essential or perfectly uh, categorized as like, you know, uh, a lot of people think like lawn and landscaping is like a luxury. Right. Um, I, I would be the first to disagree. I mean, yeah. like. I'm a kind of guy that I do kind of see it as a luxury, but at the same time, I see your argument as well. Yeah, until until the grass gets 18 inches tall, there's snakes, uh, snakes, ticks, and spiders, and, you know, blight. I mean, it's just, you know, it doesn't matter if you're red or blue on how you vote. Like, if there's a house that's dilapidated and there's a, you know, four-foot-tall grass all over the thing, that home's going to turn into a drug house. I mean, period, case closed. I mean, dude, I grew up in a trailer park, dude. There was that was whether you're in like uh, urban and it's all it's uh, African American, you're in the in the trailer park and it's all you know white and it's just you know white trash with some of my old neighbors. I mean, dude, drug houses are going to turn into drug houses. That's not good for the community for anybody. I mean, that's that's not good for any of us to have kids or you know want a safe uh, living you know community. Yeah, and I've so, never seen a drug house with a beautiful landscape and a pristine lawn that's all striped <laughs> up and looking good. And it's, it's just like the biggest dope trap house ever. Like maybe it exists. Maybe there's a drug dealer out there that's like super <laughs> hood and he's just got like an immaculate lawn and he pays all his drug oh. all his drug money goes right we, back into his lawn what? maintenance equipment. I don't know, but I haven't that's what seen we're doing, it. Man. We're tra- we're, we're trying to fight the war on crime and uh, war on drugs, man. Long, long, long landscapers, you know, but dude, you're, you ain't kidding, man. That's actually really funny. Cause I mean, I've never seen a, a drug house with striped lawn, you know what yeah, I mean? So, never, ever. Um, <laughs> but again, guys, come on, like, let's, we just got to have real conversation, you know? And, and I, and I hate people that say, well, let's have a conversation. I'm like, I'll have a conversation right this second, right now. Why, why are you so busy where you can't have a conversation? And there's, that's what politics is, man. And that's what um, people who are, uh, acting in like a political fashion, you know, all, all these people, it's like, yo, yo, we'll just kick the can down the road. And I'm like, kick the rock down the road. I'm like, no dude, like you're affecting where I live, my community, my businesses, my life, my taxes. And, and I look, 
I, here, here's my attitude. I mean, like, I just want to have more of my money to be able to go do what I want to do with it. And that also includes giving it away. I don't, I don't want somebody to come in, take 40% off the top uh, and then go do stuff with it that I don't agree with. Right. I mean, I just, I, I, that's just me personally. Now here's a big, here's the other caveat. Like if you want to go give it to those people, like go for it, man. Like if I get to keep mine and go do with it what I want, you get to keep yours and go do with it what you want. If you want to go uh, support certain things, that's fine. But I just, I just, I'm not the guy that I want it mandated that I have to give you 22, 27, 42 and a half percent of what, what I'm earning. See, and, yeah. And, and, and again, that's the difference too. That's the difference too. And, and I know we're, we're coming up on the hard end here, but, but there's a difference too yep. between, because I, I believe, I believe even lawn and landscape people can have a, a conversation about today's society and political events. Like what we're doing right here is you Amen. look, you look at uh, a conservative mindset is to donate either directly to a um to somebody or donate directly to a church and you look at another Amen. mindset it's it's well you donate more in taxes and then the government takes care of it but the government actually never really truly does what they say they're going to do and sometimes them funds get lost in the middle and that's just that's just the way it is so me and you have a, a conservative mindset is like no i'd rather go i'd rather direct give money directly to saint jude's or i'd rather give yeah. money directly to my church because they know people who need it right now versus getting well, lost in between well, the, here, well here here's here's the last two things i'll say about that because I, I agree like here, here's the bottom line number one if you look at the the organizations and the the governing bodies that um, judge whether or not a charity is a good charity or not a charity gets graded they get rated and for a charity to even be a like a, a charity that's in business to be a charity a nonprofit, um don't quote me but it's basically like 60 cents on the dollar uh, has to be able to go back out for it to be a quality, like 5013 or whatever. It's yeah, got to be a good charity. It has to, yeah, for every dollar you give them, 60 cents has to go back out. Like, it, that's the minimum threshold. I don't know if they get like a rating or a, or a grade, like a D, you know, but 60 cents has to go out on a dollar. That's what like the government mandates. Like, that's what a good charity or above is. That's what you have to do. And if you look at the government, it's at like 30 cents on the dollar goes back out. So mm. the government itself, every dollar you give them, 30% only goes back to entitlements and welfare and, and subsidies and all these other different things, which again, you can get as political as you want. I, I'll let you guys decide. I'm not, I'm not trying to tell you guys how to think. I'm just trying to give you some data to evaluate. So, so if the government says, hey, for you to even be a charity and to be an organization that's a nonprofit, you have to give 60 cents out on the dollar while they themselves are so inefficient that they only give 30 cents out on the dollar. Like that should be like things that make you go, Hmm, you know? And, and the last thing is again, dude, when you're making 20, 30 grand a year, it's really easy for you to say, man, I'm going to vote that wealthy guy out or vote that rich guy out, or he should pay an extra one or 2% taxes. Right now. Look, I see the exact same stuff when I was poor broke and I just didn't have too much going on in my life. Exactly. But I will tell you, like you go make one, two, 300 grand a year and you're going to kind of, uh, think that thought uh, a second time about, you know, maybe that's not the best way to approach things. Maybe, maybe those wealthy people are wealthy because they contributed a ton to society. And, and here's the other thing. And this is the last thing I'll say is that wealthy people, like people like talk about the 1%. And it, if you're, if you make more than 200, I think it's $220,000 a year in this country, you're in the top 5%, bro. Like it's not like, you know, 14 million. Right. So, if you're in the top 5%, you make $220,000 a year. You're paying like north of like 27% taxes or some, something like that. 
Uh, if you make 1%, if you're in a 1% income earner, that's $440,000 a year, uh, I think in 2019 or 2020. 440,000 bucks. Now, again, when you make 40 grand a year, that, that seems like impossible to even achieve. I, that was my attitude. But you know what? You, you run two or three small companies, and I could see me making that in the next year or two, no problem. Right. Now, do I sound like some Wall Street crook, billionaire, something that you typically see portrayed in movies? I don't, I don't think so. You know, like, but, but somehow I'm going to be a one percenter. And so automatically that makes me evil. Right. You and, automatically and frankly, become I, evil. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. And here's what I'll tell you guys. Like, you know, you go start a lawn and landscape company and you get 15 guys working for you and you can do this in five years. You know, you go gross to uh, $1.7 you know, million dollars. And you know you net a healthy margin of you know twenty percent, and you're making three hundred, four hundred grand a year. I mean, anybody listening to this in five years, you could go do a million bucks in a long landscape company. I, I absolutely firmly believe it with what Jesse puts out there, what I put out there, with my friend Paul Jameson with the Green Industry Podcast, what we put out there. It's wide open. There's there's absolutely more work than quality contractors, and in every blue collar field, pipe fitters, con, uh, construction guys, bricklayers, um, asphalt guys. It's wide open. Now, again, here's the bottom line. You got to look at policy, not with where you're at today, but where are you going to be in five, 10 years? Because if you vote that next guy in and he wants to raise taxes to 90%, what happens if you start a business and then five years from now, you are making that $2 million a year gross and netting three, 400 grand a year? Well, you just shot yourself in the foot because you voted the guy in because you thought more taxes were better on the rich. And then you get laid off from your job at, you know, General Motors. And then you decide to go into business for yourself and start a sandwich shop. And you, you know, build four franchises out in 10 years. And now you're paying 90% taxes. You're going to be like, oh, crap. So, so you, you just have to think long term. You have to figure out where you're going to be. I, my biggest wish is that more people get involved in the, in the free enterprise system. I, because I totally when, agree. What, when I did, I started learning who to vote for. You know, I, I had learned for so long that I was a victim. I had learned for so long. because This is the household I grew up in. This was the mentality that I grew up in was, I'm a victim. I'm never going to make it. People are holding me down. Equal opportunity versus equal outcome. All these different things. I, I learned all this, uh, in my opinion, pretty, pretty um, self-limiting uh, inf- information. And, and I had just learned that I... I learned that these self-limiting beliefs and all these like, you know, constraints, uh, constraints or uh, constructs that I, I was getting birthed into were, were actually not real. They were, they were, they were told to me, they were taught to me, but they weren't really uh, real things. Like nobody was holding me down. Nobody was really holding me back. Nobody, you know, people did want to hear what I have to say. I, yeah. I can make a difference in somebody else's life. I can start uh, a business and enterprise. And, and that's, that's all I want to do. I just want to present both sides. I'm not, dude, look, my, my president, the guy that's in office right now, I, I, he's, he's my guy, but he says stupid stuff too. Right. Can we just all agree? Um, you know, the, the guy that was before him, I didn't like him. I didn't agree with, you know, 95% of what he did, but I still respected him as my president. Isn't you know, that crazy I, I how we my... made that turn? Like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like anything. Well, I, I'm on a four year hiatus because I wasn't a Trump guy. And this is going to be one of the last things we touch on. I wasn't a Trump guy. Yeah. I was a Ted Cruz yeah. guy, hardcore. And then once Trump got elected and everybody sure. was telling me how wrong I was, and I thought I was smart, you know, I was 26 or 20, whatever. <laughs> I was brilliant. Everybody else was dumb. Now I went on a four year hiatus, but like, if you listen to everything Barack Obama said, man, he spoke so elegantly. I didn't believe a thing he said. Cause I didn't agree with anything, but damn, he talked good. 
And then we turn around. He's a great communicator. Didn't know the ass from a hole in the ground, but he was great at what he was saying. (laughs) And we turn around. We got, we got Trump who talks, he talks like the drunk guy at the end of the bar, but man, he makes a lot of sense. He's actually done it. He's put these practices into motion. He's a billionaire for anybody to lose his millions. He might've got gifted a million dollars or whatever for him to turn around and turn it into 7 billion fucking dollars. That's crazy. He, that's insane, man. It's just a crazy I mean, turn. Like, like, and, and here's, here's like, the, the, like you said, yeah, let, let's, I'll sign off on this one. Cause here, here's the last thing I'll say. Like, you just got to look at both sides, man. Who, who do you want to be? You know, if, if you've been poor and broke your whole life, like maybe you don't want to be that way for the next 10 years. Well, you know, if, the best place to look for help is at the end of your arm. It's called your hand, you know, go shake somebody's hand, go, go start a business, go work on something, go rent something. You can, you can build something still in this country. I still believe in that. And, I can back that up with data because there's so many people in the green industry right now succeeding more than I've ever seen. And honestly, probably the last 10 or 20 years. I mean, the industry is wide open. I know we're talking broad brush about politics and a little this, a little that. I don't know. Somehow Jesse always gave me going on politics. I love it. it Um, (laughs) But, 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 but you know what guys, the the bottom line is you got to believe in your ability to perform your ability to produce more than the government trying to, you know, take your money and doing something better with it than what you can probably do with it on your own. And again, when you make 30, 40 grand a year, you don't really have any skin in the game. And if you think 30, 40 grand a year is a lot of money, like I did, I know I did 10 years ago, but the reality is that it's, it's so, uh, it's so insignificant that it's not even funny that once you start making real money, you know, millions, you're going to, you're going to, you know, hundreds of thousands, let alone that millions. Like I, like my mother-in-law, she loved her to death. Great lady, but she votes opposite of how my wife and I do. And, and again, like, I, so I see it in my own family. So don't, don't give me this. Well, he's just this, you know, cocky, conservative, you know, white boy. Like, look, don't, don't give me that because I've got it in my family still where people vote directly against that, that Thanksgiving dinner table about how my wife and I run our companies and, you know, we want to make more money. And the irony is that if she votes the way she does, her camp believes that they want to take my excess profit. And the irony is like, look, with my excess profit, I was going to take care of my mother-in-law. Right. So I'd rather have my money to be able to take care of her rather than somebody take it and give 30 cents on the dollar back to her. Cause that's just, that's just the reality of it. And uh, it's probably even worse than that. I definitely so, agree. I d- you're doing yeah. you're doing great things, and here here's the thing, and we'll close on this. And I, I want to say thank thanks for coming back on Life and Long Kick podcast. And and it, yeah, I do talk a lot about Absolutely. politics, and I have like a more free flow of conversation versus a strict set of questions. But you know, I I put Amen. myself out on the mower thinking like, man, I seen that California had this law or that law, and well, here we are to talk about it. So I think I think you did a great job, and 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 po- I believe. Politics is very important because it directly affects everybody's lives, no matter what. And as as we become adults, it's something that we have to face. You know what I mean? A lot of people want to argue and t- throw tantrums about politics, but it's very important. And I appreciate you opening up a little bit. You did last, you did back in February as well. But and the thing is, if you think about getting into business, you're always going to have ups and downs in the economy, no matter what happens. We're always going to have ups and downs in the economy. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And again, like. Come on, guys. Like, I, I, I want to be one of your guys' friends, one of your guys' buds. Don't let what I say, you know, stop you from learning how to, you know, lay stripes and start a business and, and kick ass. I mean, come on. <laughs> let's, let's have grown adult conversations. I, I say this on my podcast. Like, if we can't have honest conversation, nobody gets better. I mean, again, don't, don't just try to have the other guy lose and then you win. 
because there's going to be times where you lose and the other guy wins. How, how do you feel? Exactly. Right. So let's, let, let's work together, man. It's called zero sum game. And we want to make sure that we both win. We both get a half point. We both get a one, you know, let's, let's work together. Let's have conversations, not one day down the road. I mean, today, you know, don't be afraid to, to ask the hard question. And, and that's what I had to do the last 15 years, man. Just evaluate things. I, I've started to formulate my, my current worldview, my current philosophy and my current like life and morals and values the last, you know, four or five, six, seven, you know, 10 years. Uh, but I grew up from one side and I'm on a different side now and I can see both sides in the middle, which is, which is really unique. Um, so I, I don't want you guys to think that I'm a finished product, um, by any means, but I, but I also am not where I was 15 years ago. Right. Jesse. So, oh, yeah. um, you know, so I, I just want to be living proof that, look, you can change your stars. It doesn't matter what happens to you. It's what, what you do to go out there to win, to put yourself in a position, uh, to better your life. And, and frankly, don't let anybody tell you otherwise, man, it's wide open. If you want to, if you want to make a big change in your life and change your stars and change your family tree, um, what was the last one that somebody said I saw a meme and said, if, uh, if you didn't come from a, a wealthy family, a wealthy family has to come from you. Oh, and yeah. I, yes. I mean, so, so let's, let's put away the excuses. Let's play, put away the victim mentality. Let's put away all this nonsense and let's go out there and get ours, man. All right, Brian. Well, hey, I appreciate you coming on. Hey, do you, are you still selling tickets for the Entrepreneur Academy or is that sold out? Not, we we're at like 60% capacity and I've only advertised about three times, which is insane. <laughs> so if you guys are coming to Michigan in November 7th, launchpreneuracademy.com, you can get a ticket. Thanks for the, thanks for giving me the opportunity to plug that. But yeah, it's, to have a ticket event sales at 60% in uh, two weeks, that's, that's insane. Uh, most events don't even sell that many tickets until like the first, you know, the last two, three weeks out before the event, you know what I mean? So exactly. we're, we're at a very, very, very healthy pace, but don't, don't sleep on it either guys. If, if you're coming, get your ticket now because it will sell out and don't be that guy waiting to the last minute to decide if you're going to go. So fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. I appreciate you coming on my friend. I'll talk to you later. All right, brother. You betcha. Appreciate it. See ya. Wow. Hey, and, and, and for anybody who's still listening, appreciate appreciate you coming on. Hey, uh, if you're on the if 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 you're if you're listening on iPhone, go down and and hit a uh, hit the five stars. Leave a leave a review. It kind of is that social that social proof that we actually have a podcast and we're trying to do good things here. But which is kind of weird if you've noticed and jumping into the middle of the podcast. I forgot to hit the record button for the first minute and a half or two minutes. We're sitting here talking. I'm introducing the show. We're I'm bringing him in and we're talking. And I look down. And I never hit the record button. So the beginning of the show is kind of kind of a little bit different, but it just kind of jumped straight in with Brian. But appreciate you guys listening. Follow follow me on uh on YouTube. I'm actually right in the middle on my YouTube channel of changing my name from uh, uh Black Fork Lawn, which is actually my, my business name, to the podcast name, which is Life and Lawn Care. So everything's gonna be uniform here in the next few weeks of Life and Lawn Care. So I appreciate all y'all. Um uh, Follow Brian, man. Brian, I'll have some links in the show notes below to his website for the Entrepreneur Academy. He's got all that, all that information there. Uh, he's got a great event, man. I went to, uh, I went to Brian Brian's event last year on a whim. Like I said, I, I'm just a kid from the trailer park, man. I never, uh, I still, I, I technically, I owned this trailer. I moved to Kentucky and had an opportunity to buy this trailer I live in now. So I left Kentucky, moved up here, start, got it back in a factory job. Didn't like it, quit immediately quit and pursued everything into my lawn and landscape business. So I'm only two years in lawn and landscape business, but I am a homeowner. I do all my own trailer, but it's the same trailer park that I grew up in. It's actually the same trailer park that Kayla grew up in too, which is kind of a weird story between me and Kayla. And we'll get into a different time is growing up when she was two or three, uh, she lived in trailer number one. When I was two and three, 
I lived in Shelby, and then three for the for a couple months. She lived at trailer number one, her and her brother and her family. I lived at trailer number four. And then later on, about a year later, she they already lived in Shiloh, and then we ended up moving directly to Shiloh. So I've literally lived beside my now fiance. I've literally lived beside her my entire life, which is like a a really weird turn of events that like we never dated in high school, you know, nothing. It's just, uh, we weren't super duper close, but she was a girl next door my entire life. It, it's just kind of odd how everything kind of goes full circle and, and, and things come around, but there is possibility like just because, cause I come from it. Like, like I talk about a lot of times I come from an opiate drug addiction, alcoholism, I'm just into heroin and all kinds of bad stuff. And I just thought, like, this is always going to be my life. Never thought, like, people who are entrepreneurs. But here's the thing. The people who suffer, the people who go through addiction. Because you got to have somewhat of an addictive personality to even be able to keep up with this business. To be able to run on four or five hours of sleep every day. And be able to juggle different accounts. And be able to straight up tell somebody, hey, man, you owe me money. And that, those are hard things to do. It might not sound like it. But those are hard things to do. Because people will push you around and they'll test you. But if you've been down these roads and you know what you want, you know you got a kid at home who needs to eat, so you know you got to go get that money. Anyway, that's going to be on a different podcast. I want to thank Brian out in the show in the show notes below. We'll, I'll link some uh, some of Brian's information. He was a super cool dude, man. Uh, this is not at all what the podcast is supposed to be about. But sometimes you got to break the barriers. Sometimes you just got to. So you guys are out there mowing. You guys are out there getting it. So you guys, I, I view you guys as adults. And if you can't have an adult conversation and if you get aggravated with what someone's political beliefs are, well, I think maybe you, in the end you're in the wrong line of work. But I reach out to a couple guys. Where I'm, I actually, I'm going to have another guy on that uh, is a hardcore Democrat, which is the way I grew up was Democrat. But he, he I, I plan on having him on. We can't really, we haven't set the date yet. But he calls himself a lib, uh, what's he called? A, a, mo- a libtard is what he calls himself, a libtard. And he's, he, and he's so comfortable with how he votes, and he's a really, really smart guy where he, can, he, he takes away your power. So it's awesome watching him argue with some of the guys on, on Twitter and uh, on the Internet because he's really, really smart. He owns his own lawn and landscape business, and he's, he's brilliant. And me and him kind of debate all the time, but it's all friendly. It's all fun. It's all, it's what it's supposed to be. That's what it's supposed to be. So I appreciate you guys listening and sorry about the beginning of the podcast. I was just so caught up with talking to Brian and, and when he, when he called in, we we're talking on the phone a little bit and then I just forgot to hit that record button. So I'm going to go back in the beginning of it. I'm going to try to piece some of it together and explain what's going on, but I appreciate you guys. Uh, like I said, leave a leave a five star review and a positive comment. Kind of gives that social proof. Go over and um, go to Entrepreneur Academy, man. I went, like I said, I went last year. Had a great time. I went on a whim. That's where I got lost in my story. I just went on a whim. I had a, like an extra two hundred dollars. That's all I had, and I took it. All my bills were paid up, and it was in November. And I just said, you know what? I'm gonna go up here. I got enough money for gas, and went and made it work. And I, I got in a room surrounded by entrepreneurs. I, I learned a lot. There's a lot I can take away from. I have lifelong friendships now, especially with like Mike Gunn. I didn't know him before that. Now we talk almost on a daily basis, just about life and business. A lot of times, our business and different things. And it, it's just, 
there's a lot to it. It's a really good experience, and I think there's like a 60% chance that the event will actually be allowed to happen, but that's still a huge percent chance. I, I, I would bet money on it, and it's going to be in November. The New York schools are already opening up, so if the New York schools are opening up, there's no reason that a bunch of adults can't have a meeting together one day in Michigan. So it'll be after the election anyway. We'll see what happens. So without further ado, we'll see you guys. Appreciate y'all. Peace. Peace.